It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Mind Sculptors podcast is sponsored by TCG Player, your source for all your trading card game needs. Use our link in the description the next time you get your cards to help support the show. Today's episode is also made possible by our Patreon subscribers. If you want to support the show directly, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Mind Sculptors and you can become part of the Sculpty family today. Or if you don't want to do any of that, leave a like and comment on YouTube or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts as an offering to Algorithm Jesus. everybody to the mind sculptors podcast uh i am your one half of the sculpty boys callahan and joining me is uh they call him dr Pooh. good morning how are you hi cal <laughs> no cal is not bullying me i put that as my name in riverside <laughs> they call him dr Pooh. what song are you doing uh, Doctor Worm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what that is. You do. Anytime I hear someone go, they call me. All I can think of is uh, uh Pumbaa. <laughs> what? Uh, You've never <laughs> heard Doc Doctor Worm? No. Oh my gosh. Cal, we got a tight 90. You can't spend that much on Dr. Worm. I just, I just, <laughs> I'm not going to play it for you. It's just, it's a great They Might Be Giants song. Oh, sure. And I just, man, I've never felt you so far from our father's embrace before. Like, I just, I can. Wow. <laughs> God, that got surprisingly religious very quickly. <laughs> uh, so over the weekend, uh, we went out to some tournaments. Hell yeah. Uh, you played up at SCG since, or uh, not since Hartford. I played Hartford. up at the Top Deckers. Uh, what was it? Their little thousand subscriber tournament that capped at 64. Like it was awesome. Um, and uh, was a hell of a good time. Nikki and Bailey did a great job putting that on. You should go subscribe oh, to them. I have never heard of them. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, you should absolutely go subscribe to them. The Top Deckers are cool peeps and they are part of that cincinnati crew that i'll be joining here in a few months i know it's exciting you're moving uh, yeah we're moving to cincinnati in july mm -hmm. but uh i did horribly this weekend actually i think okay. i did okay given the like fact that i went last all weekend 
Mm-hmm. Um, I went O two and two. I feel like I played about as well as I could play, given the fact that I was going forth on Tivit all day. Not like where you want to be. Literally uh, every game. Yeah, literally every game. Oh, excuse me, I went third once. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah, it fucking sucked. I am. Listen, Zane. I know we had beef. Me unfuck the algorithm for me. <laughs> That's so funny. We're cool now, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I I didn't have a great weekend. You, on the other hand, yeah, uh, went four and one in Swiss up at Hartford with uh, yeah. a fucking brew, dude. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> I know. I literally like. I, I cannot believe that this is the deck that I have my best one day like record on during yeah. the swiss like <laughs> yeah so i played uh it's holly primal conqueror um and yeah i went four and one <laughs> which is not a record i thought i was going to end the day with on it's holly primal conqueror crazy part is my only loss during the swiss too i had win on board but i got one over the top of by sisse like i was mid comboing <laughs> so i was like very close to five oh in that day <laughs> it, it, it do be that way and then we we lost in the semis to uh I, I played Itali, flipped into Kinnon's Trinisphere, played the Trinisphere, and Rocco, who had mold to four, had exactly enough mana to play Rocco for Dockside for four, and had Food Chain in hand to win <laughs> turn two Fucking on a mold to four. Holy I shit. was like, what? <laughs> I guess I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you got like, it. You got it, yeah, champ. Yeah, literally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know it's crazy. You know, I'm supposed to do about that. Yeah, I was in Pod Jorman too, and he like showed me like a force of negation and a force of vigor in hand too. And he was like, "Yeah, dude, I didn't think I needed to counter the Trinisphere because like it's fine for me." And I had three men. <laughs> I didn't expect us to lose to the Multivore Rocco, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, that's a reasonable same. thought." Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I we we spent a good amount of time like kind of fine tuning yeah. that list before yeah, yeah, you yeah. went out, and I was, was super excited to see like how it would do. Uh, it is so much more fun than the last time I played it. Um, also, I talked with a couple of people who who play Tali, and like they gave me a couple of recommendations that came in super clutch. Um, the biggest one was Rionia. That mm-hmm. card, actually, in Hellkite Courser, those two both completely changed the game for that deck. Yeah. So Hellkite Courser is a six drop that lets you put your commander into play and then throw it back to the command zone at end step, which might not sound great, but in a deck that's all about cheating your commander into play yep. multiple times, uh, it's perfect. Uh, and then Rionia is busted with Atali because you yeah. just like cast like three or four spells and then you move to combat. And I think every single time I had Rionia trigger for two or three, anything greater than three, I think I won the game. So you need to play Rionia and two instants or sorceries beforehand, which is not that hard to do in a deck full of rituals, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, then, that, was, that was the thing. Like when people yeah. were asking me about the deck, I was just like, guys, the deck is just like mana in yeah. bombs. Like that's yeah. like the deck. It's, it's not even bombs necessarily, right? Because like you, the 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 like bombs that you do have just like help you get a tally more, right? right. Um, but like the payoffs aren't even from your own deck. <laughs> That's right. the crazy part, right? Is like if people are locking down and playing a bunch of high card quality cards, right? Like turns out like it, it got easier as the day went on because I would just like play against really good decks and then just steal their demonic tutors and be like, sure, I'll go grab my food chain, which normally I have zero tutor for us, but like. <laughs> thanks for thanks for playing good cards. <laughs> thanks, guys. No, I, I'm I'm yeah. excited for the inevitable inevitable video that I'm gonna have to edit for you about yeah. that. So um it is a yeah. non-deterministic cool. dinosaur storm was not exactly how I thought I would be taken down <laughs> a good amount of pods that weekend, but hey. Well the funny yeah. thing is, is that's the first time 
you like did well at an SCG event, wasn't it? No, no, I've I've talked to seen multiple SGs. Oh, that's right. You did yeah. last year, yeah. It's the first one uh since Columbus, I think. Yes, because I topped Baltimore and I topped Columbus. Yeah. Yep. Uh and we both we, we both topped Columbus. I forgot we both topped Columbus. I think the um, only one that I've missed on was the one where I wrote Cincinnati. one out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Well look at you. Doing doing good with the uh, gruel. I'm sure yeah. our uh, good friend uh, will be quite happy about that. Oh, surreal! Yeah, yeah I'm sure surreal will be super happy. Yeah, about that. Uh, yeah, I got to text them about that. Actually, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> be like, well, hey, the dino's real. <laughs> so we're here to do a power rankings episode, mm-hmm. and uh, it is that time of the month mm-hmm. again. So, oh my goodness, such a cutie. Quick interruption there. Just had to have this no, chance. That is this a, a podcast. That's <laughs> kind audience. of a needed interruption. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but last month, it, uh, or at the beginning of January, literally on the first day of January, or second day of January, we had the uh, end of year uh, power rankings that we did for the mm-hmm. whole year. And now we're doing it for the beginning of the year with January. So we're going to be starting off fresh. There are no power rankings right now. Uh, it is only the January or there, there are, there's nothing on the board right now. Uh, so new year, new us, <laughs> new year, new us. Uh, we're going out to planet fitness. We're doing the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, So let's go ahead and start it off with honorable mentions. Ian, what is your honorable mention for January? Yeah, I had to throw out a shout out to Magda because for some reason that deck did really, really well in January with like 11 showings and almost, uh, yeah, five of those 11 converting to top 16, mm-hmm. which is like nuts. It, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what just happened? That is not uh, numbers that I was expecting from Magda, but um, yeah. yeah 15, 15 uh, tournaments entered. And uh, six top 16s. It's a 40% top 16 percentage. What dates um, did you filter from? I have it from the 1st of January. I have it from the 1st of January as well. Um, again, oh, yeah. remember that I do 50 and up. Oh, you do 50 and up. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, but we got 15 in here. Uh, well, which, the numbers changed so much when I did that. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Magda had a really good uh, month. and. It's kind of one of those decks, right? That just just pops up every now and gets hot yeah. for a little bit, and then yeah, absolutely fades away. Yeah, no, Mag is a weird deck. I mean, honestly, like it is one of those decks that is just like I have no idea how it's doing so well in the Bowmasters meta, but it is. But it is. It's doing it. Yeah, I will say there's a certain like. Um, well-equipped Magda pilots can work around Bowmasters very well, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I scared the shit out of the cat. <laughs> she was like... <laughs> um, That's hilarious. Yeah. Alright, we can cut around that. Uh, yeah, no, well-equipped Magda pilots can can definitely play around Bowmasters, right? There's a lot of, like, quasi-haste enablers, or at least, like, hasty tappers, right? Like, mm-hmm. vehicles and things like that. So, like, a competent Magda pilot can get around Bowmasters, but it's still kind of amazing to see that the deck is uh, doing this well in January. So, I mean, I don't really have much to say about Magda. Nothing's really changed for the deck. Like, yeah, yeah. they've got a Phyrexian portal now. Like, 
and that's like a year old at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, my honorable mention for the month of January is Kark and Sakashima mm. uh, coming out. Only had 10 entries for the month, so nothing like crazy, mm-hmm. but had a 34% win percentage. Took down a tournament, three top 16s, two top fours. Like, I mean, good, good month for Kark and Sakashima. I don't think that makes yeah. it all of the sudden like a good deck. A, a top 10 <laughs> deck. I think yeah, the, yeah. the way I look at Kark and Sakashima is it is exactly the same deck as Gizmo. Yeah, I should say, Modern, I think right? it is a good deck, to yeah. be clear. Um, it is just like it. It's not a deck that can afford to be a boogeyman, right? Yep. Because as soon as people remember it, it becomes a problem, and then they they winnow to it where they just never let the commanders resolve, yep. and then it's not a problem, right? Um. So that's that's more so what what my uh, my shorthand yeah. was referring to. One of the thing one of the things about uh, Kark and Sakashima too is it's very much like Gift Storm and Modern, where yeah. like gift storm is the type of deck where it's like you couldn't take that to an event and just like spike it really hard yeah but it's never gonna be like a huge percentage of the metagame right it's kind of harder to play and uh, i i feel like like they play very similarly they are very similar decks and it actually love that comparison that's like a pretty yeah (laughs) i mean they feel like a one-to-one comparison right like yeah um, like on on a lot of levels that's kind of crazy yeah but uh, yeah, I think Kark and Sakashima, that's my honorable mention. So uh, it's a deck that had a good month and deserves mm-hmm. a little bit of attention. So let's get into this top 10, Ian. See, let's start with your number 10. What do you have as your 10th best Well, deck? Cal, as my number 10, I have the seven mana queen herself, Atraxa, Granian okay. Fire. Um, as much as I love Atraxa, I feel like, uh, first of all, she had a dookie month uh, yes. with a 13% conversion rate. So, bad start, Atraxa. Um, she did very well at the SCG, which isn't on here, right? Um, on the Top 16, because SCG's been weird about stuff like that lately. Um, and we'll we'll get into that, too. Uh, but yeah. it's it's been... A bad month for Draxa. I think people mm-hmm. are just getting how to play around it. I think the amount of people who are like, yeah, we've listened to the people who call it the parasite deck and we haven't let it parasite and it's been doing worse. And it's like, oh, okay. Weird. We get it. We all Weird how that works, now. right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's still four color soup, right? Like good mm-hmm. pilots can still plant an advantage engine and clown on a table, right? But I just feel like, I don't know, like it is it is still the deck that is like it's the soup deck that for some reason uh, wants to omit playing Dockside, which is just like and Breach, right? Which is like if I'm playing soup, if I'm playing boring card advantage soup, I'm playing some bastardized version of Blue Farm, right? That is just like all the card advantage engines and then the ability to explode with the Dockside, right? Like, I don't know why. Right now, people like I mean, I, I've played Atraxa. I have an Atraxa list sleeved up, right? It is just mm-hmm. because I like the commander Atraxa. And I feel like that is the incentive for people is like, oh, hey, look at this big thing I can do at the end. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, fun, big Atraxa, cool. Like, but it, I don't think it does anything right now that's making it stick out as far as like the soup decks of our format, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. It's in an interesting position. And uh, I'll definitely touch on that a little bit more when I get to my, when I, inevitably place it uh my number 10 for the month is obnixilis captive kingpin um ob had a weirdly good month uh doing like made three top 16s 
at a 25% win percentage, like nothing crazy, but it's like showing up enough consistently in these monthly reports that I do Mm -hmm. uh, in this sort of, you know, it's like the like bottom of the top 10. It like always kind of hangs Mm -hmm. in that general area of like uh, the most played decks. It definitely is doing better than a lot of the field is overall, but it is a deck that very much has some of the same issues Rog Sai ends up having mm-hmm. in those uh, top 16 spaces where you get to the top 16 and then people are playing super responsibly and on our better decks and you can't get away with nearly as yep. much. Yep, Magda's not the same thing this month too, right? Like it's the same pattern, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, so, but I still think it's really good. I think a competent pilot can take it super far, mm-hmm. but uh, it is, it again, it, very similar to Rogsai in that regard. Uh, but, you know, being, being, wow, I can't talk. Being Rakdos is kind of rough, but it does it really, really well. So, mm-hmm. and uh, current metagame is kind of favorable to it in a way. Yeah. So. Uh, I have Obnixilis at number 10. Number nine, Ian, what do you have here? Okay, at number nine, we have my least favorite uh, <laughs> mid-range deck in the format. We have Dargo Thrasios. Okay. <laughs> um, people have been like, I, I don't know why, the dialogue on this deck lately has been people asking me a lot about it. And I just, my God, it's the most boring mid-range deck in the format for me. I think it's just like, now that um Dawn Waker has been updated to mm-hmm. fit the current metagame, which I, I still have to update my primer on, which is my bad. Um <laughs> hopefully by the time this is aired, uh you can hear that. But like the list I took to the top 16, I feel like is doing everything Dargo Thrasius wants to do, but better. Um I don't think Dargo's explosivity mm-hmm. is like really that relevant. I think like the Neoform lines are kind of cute sometimes. I just like I feel like a lot of the times I see the pilots of this deck just like kind of get away with like this deck but like has so many contradictions in it you know what i mean like it's an explosive deck it's a slow deck it wants to do one thing wants another thing like i just i don't know white's really strong zerda's strong like synergies that are just better with with other things that exist in the format are strong right so you know this might be my hot take of the episode but i think dark arthrasios is just like another one of these decks that is 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 around is doing fine is doing things that are are like yeah you got like dark lines which are kind of cute and you got the neoform stuff right like mm-hmm. i just feel like for a very long time dargo thrasios was able to take advantage of the fact that it was better suited in the format compared to something like Dawnmaker. but now that like decks like Dawnmaker and derevi and stuff like that have like updated it's just not doing anything better than the other decks and the the card quality issue of having Dargo as opposed to like more colors or a better mm-hmm. commander like you know it's just coming up right I mean so, 22% win percentage yeah like it's yeah. I think super average like, slightly like low but Manila's the the person really like still pushing for this deck right now that now that freedom's moved off it and Manila's been doing well with it he did top 16 boil right like he's a good pilot but like I think he knows this deck well and I think if he jumped onto another list he would still be doing well because it's it's a pilot thing not a deck thing. I think mm-hmm. this deck is if anything like all the people I've been coaching on it have been like yeah it's been letting me down in this way and I'm like yeah that's that's what I find with this deck as well too. So, yeah. I don't know. And <laughs> underwhelmed by it frequently. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so that is your number nine. My number yeah. nine for the month of January. This is where I have Najila the Blade Blossom. Mm. Uh, I have Najila a little bit lower, even though Najila actually had its best month in like a while. Uh, like exceptionally good month overall. Uh, 32% top 16 percentage, uh, which is pretty good. That's like mm. right where you want to be. It's on par with Tim the Crom. Uh, you know, 28% win percentage. But my big concern with it is that I don't feel super confident in it in the long term, especially with the current build of Najila. Yeah. Uh, I think that it is very weak to the way the current metagame is, especially with it being the hide behind your Rhystic study, hide behind your Bowmaster mm-hmm. uh, sort of meta, uh, is not super kind to Najila. Uh, I think that if we were on a more mid rangey build of it, I would be much more willing. I I would have it much higher, but uh, with the dominant build being this turbo Najila list, I just don't think it is built to deal with these grinding matchups super well. So I have Najila down here at number. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, that's really interesting to me. I have Najil a lot higher. Um, yeah. And definitely very curious to uh, let's I think we can wait for like some of the, my side of the conversation until we yeah, get to absolutely. Mind, but I, I think it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. I do think like a part of this for me is this um, potential we have. Obviously, like this is a reflection of last month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like also the deck did well last month. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty curious to hear that you have it so low. Yeah. Especially because I know you tend to be an Ajila stand and I tend to be a kind of a hater on I it. Do, it's just <laughs> a, I, I'm, I, like I said, I think it should be higher if the dominant build of it yeah. was the more mid-rangey version of it. But the current build of it, I don't feel like long-term is going to continue to perform at this I, level. I like the way you're saying that specifically because, like, yes, the, the current iteration of NBC Najila is, like, Definitely one that was meant to attack the metagame a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. Every single Najila pilot I have coached in the past three months, and especially in the past month or two, has been like, yeah, I feel like playing it this way that like has been the established way is just not. And like these are people who are like getting coached by Najila pilots too, mm-hmm. right? Like, so it's not just like they're pulling it out of their butt. They're like, right. They're like, yeah, like this this way of doing it is like just not working for me pretty consistently. And then like we talk about like pivoting to a mid-range line and I'm getting DMs like, yeah, it's 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 much cleaner now. Like I'm I'm able to grind in the current metagame and stuff like that. So I think like it's one of those lists that have sort of stagnated um when the metagame is changing moment to moment, right? Like right. every single day. And I think like 
you know, uh, if you're going to play something from a year ago, you're going to get results from a year ago, which mm-hmm. hey, that was a different reality. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, so uh, yeah, we got to We got to live much more in these, like, you know, I can, I can see someone taking a list from three months ago and doing well with it, but not a list from a year ago, you yeah. know, and that's what it feels like with Najila. Well, and, and my thing with Najila is I kind of hinted at this last uh, week, uh, but the kind of the whole issue I have overall is uh, we kind of have these, like we have the, like, commanders in the command zone that are outlets we have commanders in the command zone that are uh like draw engines or mm-hmm. we have commanders in the command zone that are like win cons, com- yeah. win cons or combo pieces mm-hmm. if you choose that last one you need to make up for the mm-hmm. lack of the other ones yeah and that is something that the nbc version of najila does not do and that is the reason like okay oh but we play ristic study that that is not just a ristic study you can't yeah. put all your eggs in ristic study resolving in order for me to yeah. be in this game if it goes yeah. long yeah. um you need to be able to play grindy games because yeah. that is the reality of what this meta is right now yeah so yeah. i think if it pivots to play wow my voice cracked so bad right there <laughs> uh, but yeah. if it pivots to play more of a mid-rangey strategy yeah. has is a little bit closer maybe like a tempo style deck i think that that is going to mm-hmm. benefit it yeah in this current meta game yeah, the I way agree. it looks right and, now. And, and i think people can take what we're saying here and, and sort of uh exaggerate it in the other direction where they're like oh well, well we're trying to stacks it up and it's like no 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 that's no. not <laughs> it's not the direction we're talking about i'm no. talking about like having engines that you know will resolve in the current meta game that allow you to start using Najila as the broken five color engine yeah. that it is right like the card is really powerful like it's one of the most powerful commanders ever printed that's not in debate here right no, so it's yeah about, like i not at yeah. all i'm not saying go play go put winter orb in this thing at all sure yeah yeah, yeah. like i'm simply just being like hey maybe you should be on like italian maybe you should be on you know something that can draw some more cards maybe you Mm -hmm. should think about adding in like a bigger top end piece right right and like we even saw from like uh uh, memo did this like deep run on twitter about like he was in it and like kind of that like insular rock sign meta and like made like an anti-rock sign najila list and like i think won the whole it was like a small tournament but he won the whole thing with it right and i think it was like 30 40 people right so so definitely like the equivalent of a local game store tournament online right Right. but like (laughs) it's still like you you saw a metagame you attacked the metagame and it succeeded right? right and it's like i think like a lot of the jokes was like oh these are all the bad cards that tell people never to play and it's like okay well maybe it's actually like a reason it did well right like i don't know uh yeah to me that that conversation was very interesting it's like yeah. why you're looking at a, a successful formula and then laughing at the result and it's like or we could analyze the result and use it right, right. like <laughs> yeah supposed to be like i got him good meme <laughs> i don't know uh that, i have an agile at nine i want to put it higher but right now i just i mm. don't think it's built for this meta game uh number eight for you ian uh i have rogsai down here at number eight which is i think the lowest i've had rogsai in a really long time yeah um which is crazy because it does well that's so weird so on smaller tournaments it has a really high conversion but when i put it on the bigger tournaments i felt like it had a worse one um I mean the convert the 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 conversion rate that I have for it is twenty three percent. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. Actually, so I think another deck popped up. Okay. Yeah, Rogsai at at twenty seven percent for the sixty four and up tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's not great for the list. I don't think that's like that's pretty low for for a deck that's like kind of known for being like an like a good converter and a bad top sixteen deck, right? And so, like, if it's not even making those conversions, I'm very like anxious to play that deck, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think the one of the conceits of Rogsai is that you go under everybody, right? But if if everyone's got like a Ristic study or, or they're mulling for those turn one Mystics and Ristics, then like the deck looks a lot worse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's there's definitely going to be an ebb and flow to it, right? Like, I think at some point, like, we're going to see, like, the Dihada-style decks come back, right? Because everybody's trying to mid-range. I mean, that's literally what I did to people this weekend with Itali, right? Which is, like, people, like... And, and I don't think, like, the... the the I don't want to say, like, the, the engines were so locked up and locked down in those mm-hmm. games, right? But, like, uh, people were definitely not ready for me to, like, start storming off as early as turn two, right? And, like, that caught people off guard. And also, it doesn't help that, like... Or it doesn't hurt that Itali's card types are harder to hit than, than yeah. something like a rock side too right but like there will be an ebb and flow to it but mm-hmm. as of right now because rock size you know uh, cards are easier to hit on the stack i think you're just seeing a lot of people prepared for it right and people are playing more weird interaction than they've ever played before yeah. right people are playing spell snares and spell pierces and miscasts and they're playing trick binds and like yeah these cards might not be like the most efficient pieces right but they're hitting pieces of rock side that the deck's used to not being able to lose on and also the uptick in angel's grace can't be playing that deck at all yeah. right like that, that, that really hits that one and that is a bad bad card for rock side yeah. <laughs> like the amount of final fortune turns i've seen from rock size compared to any other win con is huge <laughs> yep yeah rock is uh in, it's interesting how that has uh happened i don't have rogsai here at eight um i actually have rogsai slightly higher than you uh but that's got to be historic that that's that like, is a first i think yeah yeah um i've but, always rated that deck much higher than you have yeah <laughs> uh number eight is where i have atraxa uh <laughs> this is where i have i have atraxa right here just like i my back five i feel are all pretty close to each other um in my top five, I feel I, I feel like there's just like two buckets or three buckets, really. There's like the top two and then there's like the middle three and then everything else is how it feels to me. Um, and, you know, I have Atraxa here at eight. I feel like Atraxa is had a bad month. I've had Atraxa higher, but I also feel like Atraxa just kind of is one of those decks man that just kind of keeps like itself in game somehow and does just enough sometimes and is built for this current meta game now i do also think that it had a bad month so i don't have it super high and i think that it is like the opposite problem of Najila right now if that makes sense where it was just like it's tooled very well for the meta, but it just didn't do well. And I think some of that is like you were saying when you talked about it at 10 is it's so fucking big. And I think that really is a big hurt to the deck. But I do think if you kind of know how to play the deck and if you play it like patiently and you like are smart with the cards, it will do well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen like I I have played against some of the like hardest Atraxa pilots around mm-hmm. at like those SCG events, right? Where they just are like good Atraxa mm-hmm. pilots and know what they're doing, and it's like those are tough fucking matches. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've also played against bad Atraxa pilots who just don't know how the deck plays. And so it's just, it, it's weird. Uh, but yeah, I have it here at eight. I think it's no, no hard feelings on it. No strong feelings. It's a good deck. This about like, it's fine. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel <laughs> sure. about it. Right. Yeah. Um, moving on up to seven, Ian, what's your number seven? My number seven is actually Bruce Thras, which Bruce is Thrass. the first time I've had it on my top 10 in a really long time. Yeah. Um, and it's not just my performance with it for before people start getting their comments ready. Right. Mm. Uh, had a 30% conversion rate last month. Right. Um, I think I, you know, uh, could be playing the deck more. I could be repping it more. I could be showing up and, and making top cut with it more. It feels really good right now. Um, I think some updates needed to happen to the deck. They did happen. Mm-hmm. feel good about it um i would love to believe that it will continue to have a pretty positive uh movement forward right but uh you, you never know with these things for sure um but yeah we're seeing the, this version of the list do pretty well and um i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna take those w's you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah uh 12 12 tournament entries that made my over yeah. 50 over 10 like yeah uh, list which is it's interesting um but yeah i think that brass bruce is also pretty good uh mm-hmm. but i don't know that it's a deck that shows up enough if that makes sense sure like okay. i i, I want to see it played more if that makes yeah sense. yeah that's um, super fair so um my number seven this is where i have rog Sai. yeah um i think rog Sai is super strong I think it, I, I, I don't know how what else to say about Rogsai that I haven't said. Uh, yeah, the, the deck is is what it is. It's good. It's fast. If you want to make a top sixteen, generally speaking, it's a good deck to get a top sixteen with. I think right <laughs> now, for some reason, didn't have a great January, mm-hmm. uh, but also I still think that if you know what you're doing on this deck, you're going to do really well. But if you aren't comfortable like knowing how to sequence, knowing when to time things out, you're going right. to struggle in this metagame. And yeah. the, that is a huge thing to remember. Um, so I have Rogsai here at number seven, uh, mostly because of that. Like, I think it's hard to beat a Grixis pile, really. You know what I mean? Like, it can mm-hmm. only be so bad. Yeah, um, yeah. But... Number six, Ian. What do you have here at number six? I have uh, our favorite Sphinx, Tivit. Um, Tivit, yeah. I just have it six because Tivit's been doing well. I mean, I, I feel like my Tivit sort of bounces around way more than yours does. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I feel very comfortable with Tivit at six. Like the deck's doing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the problems that I think exist with it still exist. Um, I think that's got a lot of new tools recently. Um, some of which I'm very very excited about. And yeah. uh, like Final Word Phantom, I think it's going to be really good for the deck. Yeah. Um, I haven't really played it since. Ooh, the the invitational which mm-hmm. I, I mean definitely don't get me wrong left a pretty bad taste in my mouth but <laughs> yeah uh, i i definitely think tivit is a very strong list still in general mm-hmm. like one card combos are great right but like i think until people stop treating tivit like as soon as the commander resolves the game is over and recognize that it is like a worse card advantage engine than timna and Krom, right yeah. uh then i think it's it's gonna continue to uh just be doing okay right yep. they're gonna be good pilots who do well with it but uh the 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 feelings about the deck are i think holding it back a little bit yeah that's fair um 
yeah, I can't really argue with that at all. I <laughs> somebody who plays a lot of Tivit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh my number six, this is where I have Tevish Krom. I think yeah. the separation between Tevish Krom and Rogsai is like inches, not feet, if that mm. makes sense. I think sure. that they are very much like I mean, like, obviously, they're very different decks, but I think it's, like, the Grixis-only stuff. Like, I, I think is again, it's number six here, right? Like, there's yeah. thousands of decks out there, and I have, you know, Tevish Krom here. I think it's very good. I think that... I think it has this issue where people... People see Grixis and their brains turn off um, mm. and they they're just like, oh, this fast deck got to go fast. Ook, ook. And then they forget how to play interaction and they forget how to protect things and they forget how to do things. And then they just have a bad rog side deck. Um, yeah, I think when people are playing it correctly, it's exceptionally good and very well positioned. And uh, does very well into a mid rangey meta game, uh, so that's why I have it at six. I think it's a little bit better than Rogsai. I think the way people some some people are playing it is a little sus, but uh, that's you know nothing I haven't said about like Tim Necrom, right? Uh, yeah. But I mean, like its its conversion percentage for the month was fourteen percent. Like it was yeah. it was not great, uh, but uh, I just again feel like in this current metagame with the mid-range hell stuff if you play it mid-rangey it's gonna treat you well so yeah i think that's been a big problem with this list in general like i know a lot of people picked it up after like my run with it mm -hmm. and we talked about it a lot last year um i just feel like when i talk to people about it like there's just like a lot of lines that aren't obvious to people mm -hmm. right and i i think you comparing it to rogsai i think is a bit of like exemplary of kind of part of the problem with the deck is yeah. that people see it as a grixis pile and it's like when i play that deck like there's a reason i'm running things like counterbalance in the deck right, right? and it's like i get if counterbalance is not your cup of tea right but like i am very intentionally playing the deck in a very slow way right, right. And if you're not prepared to sit there and eke out every inch of value and drain your opponents of their blood, like then there's no point in like jamming this list as opposed to something like Rogsai, right? Yes. But and like, that's exactly reason, what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Is it's like if you yeah. if you play it the way yeah. like you play it and some of the other Tevish Crompliots who are doing yeah. really well play it, it's so so good. Right. If you play it as like mm -hmm. a turbo grixis pile with right. advantage engines in the command zone yes. it's yeah. going to give you a really bad yeah. experience yeah uh, well, something here, here's here's the thing wrong right if we're in a mid-range meta i would call the deck stacking the odds in my favor right because mm -hmm. i am starting with two insane card advantage engines in the command zone meaning all i need is mana to be able to play the same game everyone is aspiring to right you don't have to mulligan for Ristic study you have to mulligan for fucking mana vault and you have your card advantage on turn two yep that's how I play the deck, right? That's how people, I think, in the current metagame should be trying to play the deck. From many discussions I've had with people, that's not how they're playing the deck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not saying the way I play is the end-all be-all, but I'm just saying, like, there's a formula. I think it's been successful. And not just it. you have done that, right? Like, yeah, other yeah. people have played it that way and yeah. had success with it. Right, right, right. But again, that's why I have it at six. I think it's better yeah. than Rogsai. 
Yeah. But I also think some people are kind of playing yeah. it wrong. So that's why yeah. I have it here. This is, um, and this is part of my soapbox because I have the deck much higher because when I've played it, it's felt much higher, right? Yeah. Uh, than it performed last month. So I'm, I'm biased, right? A yeah. little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm also like, listen, we gotta, we gotta have our, our biases, right? Like I, yeah, yeah. I, I tend to have Tivit higher than you have Tivit, right? Of course. Um, of course. So uh that's my number but if i don't recognize those biases then i lose uh, yep. validity <laughs> yep uh number five what do you have here ian this is where i have najila okay. i think najila is okay. very strong i think uh i mean her conversion rate last month was crazy right like i'm mm-hmm. not uh, i mean so in in 64 plus tournaments i think uh what do we have her at let's see here sorry I jumped around to see because I saw Path of the Pantheon or mm-hmm. not um, the Pantheon series wasn't showing up. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait, why is Pantheon not showing up? And I was like, because it didn't even make 64 players. Hmm. Um, but Najila, I mean, uh, 64 and up, 36% conversion rate, mm-hmm. right? Like that is those are very real numbers. That is better than Tim Necrom did last month, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so <laughs> that being said, I, I want to believe that there's something very, very good happening there with this deck. And uh, I think it's very powerful. I think it has the potential to be on an uptick. Mm-hmm. Um, it just got Kutzil. So like there's only so bad it can be in certain things. I love that the the winning list with this deck played Druid Repository because mm-hmm. I think that's a recognition of things that are happening in the metagame and, and a reflection of the things that we've been talking about where it's like, yeah, you got to adapt, right? Yeah. Um, it still feels like an NBC version of the deck, right? But it's it's making choices that feel good in the current meta. So I, I like all of that stuff. Um, I think that there is uh, a potential for Najila to continue to do well. Um, yeah. And I hope that it does that. Yeah. <laughs> just just to expand on why I have Najila lower, um, and I think this is like some important context, is yeah. we talked about the conversion rate, right? If right, you look right. across all of them, 50 and up, it's 32%, which is on par with what Tim Necrom is doing. Here's where I split it off, right? Yeah. Is you now look at this. How does it do at getting to a top four? Oh, it only has one top four. Uh, yeah. So 4% conversion rate there versus yeah, 13% sure. for Tim Necrom. Right, uh, right. And then or uh, 11% for Kinnon or 11% for Tivit or yeah. 9% for Ken or uh, Kenra. No, and, and yeah. those numbers are huge, right? Yeah. I, I completely agree. So I that's, think that's, that's really where I, because in, in the reason I'm doing that is I think it would be like for me, yeah. uh, because of like the way I have in the past established, yeah. like how I kind of rank things, especially with Rogsai, right? Is yeah, I yeah. penalized Rogsai for worse sta- or for better yeah, stats yeah, yeah. than that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, I, I felt like I was just like, okay, Top six, no, and I think, I think top four conversions are a number we should be looking at more often, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I think I don't even like have that available technically right now, but like I, I think that is a really fascinating information, and I think that uh can show, show a lot, especially if you see decks on a larger scale, right? If it happens like for a deck that's been played like five or six times, you don't really learn a lot, yeah, right? But learn in a deck like the farm or Kinnon, which are you know for a fact being overrepresented always, yep. if those are converting to like 10% to top four, is like that's not bad, well, right? And if you that's think part of why I have Tivit higher yeah. is Tivit. The only decks in the current metagame that have over a 10% top four conversion are Timna, Kinnon, or Timna Krom, Kinnon, and Tivit. Those are the only mm-hmm. three. Everything else is at least an eight or down. That's and fascinating. Tivit, yeah. Kinnon, yeah. and Timna Krom all are 
Uh, Tivit has a slightly better than Kinnon, which is 11.5%. So it's like barely better. Kinnon's yeah. exactly 11%, and Tim Necrom is 13.5%, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, especially when you consider how much play they get, is yeah. huge. Yeah, so I agree. That's, I agree. But yeah, no, that 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 was I, I just wanted to say that here because mm-hmm. you know you brought up the, the conversion percentage. And I do mm-hmm. think it's important on the conversion percentage to like contextualize it a little bit because yeah, I don't absolutely. think EDH top 16 does a good job of contextualizing it. Um I think there's a lot of numbers and I think it's an amazing resource. Yeah, I, I, will, I, agree. I think that they're like it, for what we do where we are hyper focusing on like aspects of this format, I think it's really good to have additional numbers yeah, on top of that. I, and I I'd agree. be very I would be very, very interested to see if that could be integrated into the website is mm-hmm. to have a top 16 and top four conversion thing put mm-hmm. on there. Cause I feel like that would be um, honestly super illustrative of like yeah. things that are doing well in the meta. So like on the stat sheet that I sent you yeah. on the monthly one that I do, I do yeah, yeah, that yeah. breakdown specifically because right, of that. Right. So no, no, that's fascinating. I, I definitely want to like hit up Zane about that. Cause I feel like that would be, or, or any of the team. Yeah. Um, it's probably in the one end of the best, but yeah, I think that'd be really, really cool to have that information available because I think that like that can really help to shape how we understand what's happening. And once again, yeah. we're looking at it on a mass scale, like with all this information, context is so important, right? Yeah. So I think that's worth noting too. Yeah. Uh, my number five is Sisse Weatherlight Captain. This is where I have Sisse. Mm-hmm. Sisse had a kind of rough month. Yeah. Um, Overall, had a 25% win percentage or 26% win percentage uh, for the month, which is like fine. It's like right around what it should be. Uh, had a 15% top 16 conversion rate, uh, which is kind of below where it usually performs. It actually usually is over 20. Um, so it usually does a lot better, but it did not make a top four and it did not make a turn and did not want to turn. Um, which is yeah. is is pretty noticeable for Sisse. Uh yeah. and so Sisse moves down for me a little bit. Uh I still think the deck is insane. Like I still love it and I've played against it a bunch recently and I have yeah. massive respect for that deck. Yeah, um, look, I mean, hey, I, I knocked out two Sisse pilots from the boil top sixteen. You know what I mean? So yeah. like I I don't know. I have nothing but respect from those players. I know there was straight up like uh, there was two people on the Clam Chowder variant who were, one was a draw out from mm-hmm. top 16 in the boil, one uh, made it into top 16 in the boil, and then there was a double elimination where both the Sisses had to play each other, and they yeah. lost to me, right? So, like, I don't know, like, I think that bit of context helps a lot, sure. right? Because uh, those are two pilots who I know are straight-up killers. I know Malcolm just top 16 last weekend with the the SCG as well with Sisse, so, like... I don't know. I, I think the deck is still doing very, very well. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I saw yeah. that at number five, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it's doing yeah, poorly. Yeah, yeah. I, I moved yeah. it from four to five, right? Like, yeah. it's not. I think, yeah. A lot of the, the known Sisse pilots like myself and, and many, many others and people who are known for it more even so than I am are having a lot of really in-depth conversations about, like, how to adapt uh, mm-hmm. the deck to the current metagame. And I've been talking with Malcolm a lot about that <laughs> whenever we're in person at events. Yeah. Um, and I think it's fascinating. Like, I think, once again, the Clam Chowder variant's an interesting interpretation. I don't know it's the end-all, be-all, right? But it's it's at least innovation with the archetype, or even, like, the, the Lotus Petal uh, variant that won... Um, and by Lotus Petal, I mean Lotus Petal Breach variant that won the Mox Masters back in December, right? So, like, there's a lot of fascinating stuff with Sisse. I feel like there's... 
so much room to explore because it can be a good stuff deck. It can be a soup deck. It can be a full synergy deck, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much potential with this list. It can be the equivalent of a Kenrith list, right? It's an but extremely it's really... versatile list. Which yeah, is why completely I like agree. It so much. Completely agree. So I, I think it's fascinating on that aspect. I feel like there's definitely a decent amount of just the deck needs to see more play and continue what it's yeah. doing, and people need to keep pushing it. Um, and they're going to keep finding fascinating stuff about it. And yeah. I think that I'm really excited to see what happens next in the world of CSA. I know, like, I, I straight up, like, I, I can't do tournaments two weeks in a row. Uh, and I'm like, oh, man, there's so many things in CSA I'd want to be trying right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, no, I love the deck. I think it's very strong. Um, and that's why it's my number four, which is, is also why I'm sort of taking the time to talk about it okay. in great detail. Because uh, it's my next one. I think CSA is still very strong. I think it's still one of the top contenders in the format that you can expect to start seeing at every table, right? Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. At least in, in every tournament, I should say. Um, and it's it's going to continue doing well because it's so flexible, right? Yeah. Like when Noda doing really well is like, oh, hey, it's an S tier deck, but let's get, let's clown on it, right? Yeah. This has got five colors. Sissé can pivot. Like you can do add on Sissé if you're really that crazy, mm-hmm. right? Like it does not, it's not restricted. It is a deck that is that has so much potential. And I think that's that's the good part about it. Yeah. Yeah, I I still love to say a lot. Yeah. Uh, my number four though is another five color deck. This is where I have Kenrith, the Return King. Uh, okay. Kenrith has been doing really well recently. Uh, won a tournament in the last month. Uh, yeah. Had a the same like conv- had actually around the same type of top sixteen conversion rate as yeah. to say. Yeah. The difference was had a nine percent top four percentage and then won a tournament and that to me is like a pretty big stat um when you can when you can make that happen i like seeing that number there uh overall i think that kenrith is like again we've talked about this before it's five color soup and when you build it with like a good intention and like build around what the commander does really well you get a lot of good stuff out of it and it's yeah um that's really interesting uh if you go up to 64 mm-hmm. kenrith is doing atrocious interesting <laughs> yeah it, it has a four percent conversion rate on tournament 64 and up well good to know uh, yeah so that's interesting so so four of those tournaments i believe it's literally like yeah uh the difference between those tournaments is, is actually insanely huge so I, I i don't know i tend to be pretty hard on the 64 plus uh Mm -hmm. qualifier for for tournaments i know in like some levels it's pretty abstract but it dropping down to four percent is pretty huge indicator for me that i don't want it anywhere near my top 10 for this month (laughs) interesting yeah yeah i you know this is where i had it um i still think you got to respect it and i think that it's pretty good Um, sure and so we'll we'll see maybe this is uh maybe this is one of my whiffs for the month and that's okay uh, what do you have here at number three? At number three, I have Tevesh Krom. Uh, yeah. Despite the monthly results, I still think it's it's like comparable to Blue Farm, right? Like mm-hmm. any deck that I think is comparable to a deck that is considered objectively like an S tier list, mm-hmm. then like I, I I don't know how you put it anywhere near the lower parts of this top ten. I think Tevesh Krom is very very strong, very solid. Um, I don't think it really lost a ton. I think we're just seeing the Blue Farm syndrome that mm-hmm. we saw when Blue Farm first came out, where people are picking it up and they're just not comfortable. Um, and I think, you know, there are benefits of obviously going to Blue Farm. There are benefits of playing Tevkrom. 
uh, you'll, you'll see the differences between those and those pilots, right? But I think in general, um, Tevcrom is, is going to be uh, doing well pretty consistently mm. and give it to a pilot who knows like very confidently what they're doing and it will treat you like a blue farm deck. Yeah. I just, once again, think it's, it, there's a learning curve on the deck that I think people are missing right now. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Uh, that's kind of how I feel about Tivit here at number three. Like, yeah, yeah that's, I feel very similarly. Uh, yep. Tivit is very much a blue farm esque deck mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it is best played when you just kind of sit on your commander. And this is one of the things we were talking about Najila earlier, right? Where Najila kind of needs to change and play more advantage yeah. engine sort of stuff. That's kind of how I felt about and still feel about Tivit is I think Tivit needs to, I, I think, honestly, the the addition of Hallbreaker Horror, man, that just yeah. changes the deck so much. Yeah. yeah. The, you have like so many new lines available just from yeah. that addition alone. Yeah, um, agreed. agreed. But overall, feel really good about the deck. I like Angel's Grace in it. Get Lost was mm-hmm. an amazing pickup for the list. Yes, I uh, can't agree more. So yeah. many problems. Um, and Dauntless Dismantler feels good. Uh, I stand by. I think Children still doing a lot of work to make Tivit math a lot better. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Listen, I win more games off of either uh, Windfall with a Bowmasters or Windfall with a Shieldred out than I do with actual Tivit. So, like, it's... (laughs) I'm willing to believe you. (laughs) Like, I just... I I do the deck is really good at being an Esper mid range deck and yeah, yeah. I I love it to death. I think it is right where I want it to be right here at three. And like I said earlier, like Tivit has a pretty good top four percentage. It ha it hasn't didn't win a tournament in January, but yeah. uh like so did a bunch of decks. So did Sissy didn't win a tournament. Tevish Kron yeah. didn't win a Najila didn't win a tournament. Right, like right, that's right. not a there's only a handful of decks that can win these things. And so right. uh, like that's a huge indictment, but I think the the top four percentage is the one that really sticks out to me is right. being that much better than the rest of the crowd is substantial. Right. Uh, I agree. Number two, Ian, is this Tim Necrom time or is this Kinnon time? It's Tim Necrom time. Yeah. Before <laughs> I thought. Yeah, I mean, we all we 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 do this song and dance all the time, right? Uh, it's it's you could switch either of these two, and I'd be like, "What? No, I'm so surprised." But <laughs> I mean, you talked about the 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 top four conversions, right? The these top decks. four percentage man on these three decks yeah. is just nuts. The the nuance in my decision making and the point zero five percent that I feel like I like Kinnon more is that I feel like Kinnon can pivot in a ways that other mm-hmm. people are not ready for. At more easily right i also uh, think there's an element of your play style too that like just skews towards the way kinnon plays versus the way yeah. Tim plays that's and then i'm very willing to admit that that's that feels strong um i've also played Tim Necrom once in a tournament right yeah uh, and don't get me wrong it did me well <laughs> you want a time twister uh, yeah yeah for <laughs> sure right so like i'm not not scoffing at that yeah but I, oh I man just you're really scoffing from, at it putting it at two yeah i know right uh, it's 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 more my experience playing with and against these lists a mm-hmm. lot, right? Because as I mentioned, they're very heavily represented. You know, if you call two decks the top two decks in the format for a long time, turns out people are going to sleeve them up. Yep. Um, but <laughs> uh, having played against them a lot, I feel like there are times that Kinnon feels like it runs away in the game that is so insurmountable mm-hmm. that it takes a very clever blue farm pilot to be able to get around those things. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes Kinnon, despite being played by clever pilots, still 
just has the ability to go over the top in, in yeah. ways that Blue Farm really has to play some real mental gymnastics to get around. Yeah, that's fair. On the other hand, you get Dockside, you get high card quality, you get Underworld Breach, right? You get the ability to just, boom, go off whenever you need to be, yeah. right? You get to play just good cards. You like console, random right? Polisher, like, right? Like, <laughs> sometimes you just yeah. cheese wins on turn two, right? Yeah, like, sometimes you cheese them real good, right? But, like, that is, um, you know... Most of the time, I am looking at at Kinnan just that once again little percentage yeah, more, fair. and and I think you you did point out the the very valid fact there that I as a player will always be inclined to go for a creature combo deck mm-hmm. over something like Blue Farm, right? Because yeah. it's just harder to interact with. Yeah, and then like, general, then you have right? me where yeah. it's like you and I play very similarly, yeah, yeah. but we skew slightly differently. Yes, this is and, the, like literally like the the Tivit to Kinnan difference is like the super descriptive of our play style. It really is. Um, yeah. And Timnacrom is very much more my play style, and right, like it, it right. makes a lot of sense why I have it up there. Uh, the the other reason why I have it up there is it's just the amount of the. It, it's not that it is statistically the de- best deck. It is right. statistically the best deck by like a lot, and that's kind of the like the point. For me, is it's like okay, so the the top sixteen conversion percentage, thirty three percent, Kinnan's eighteen percent. Then they start to look very similar once you get past that, right? Their top yeah. four percentage is thirteen for Timnacrom, eleven for Kinnan. Uh, tournament win four percent for Blue Farm, four percent for Kinnan. They start to look right, real right. similar. But it's that difference of playing in the Swiss and playing in the top 16 that I think sets them apart is I think in the Swiss, Timnacrom gives you an upper hand in a way that because because realistically, most of these like top decks that we're talking about, once you get to a top table, if you're a competent pilot and you're confident in your ability, you can pilot any of these to a win. The where it comes down is how does it get the average player from point A to point B? And Tim Necrom does that so well consistently. And that is just I I have a hard time not putting it at one when just the numbers are just so heavy in its favor. So, yeah, um, I think that's that's uh, insanely fair. Like it is it is hard for me to really like rank these two decks because they're both. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Right. Like it is, they're both insanely good decks. I feel like you're right in the sense that like Blue Farm does get more free wins, right? Like I think you, you can definitely like idiot proof Blue Farm a lot easier than you can idiot proof yeah. it, right? Um, and that's that's a general expression. I'm not calling anyone an idiot, to be clear. <laughs> no, I'm calling but, you an idiot, though. But yeah, no, I mean, they're both they're both insane, right? They're both the S tier of the format. Yeah, I think there's a 100%. couple of decks that are like inching closer by the day, right? Yeah. But uh, these decks are exceptional and they will continue to be exceptional, yep. I think, for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that that's it for January. That's our top 10. And uh, those are our power rankings. And honestly, Ian, I like uh, doing this so much. And it's fun that we're going to I'm really excited that we get to have a full year of doing these instead of like, I think last yeah. year we started at like May or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited about the fact that we are going to get 12 of these bad boys and we're going right, to see right. exactly what this looks like. Um, so that is super fun. Uh, Ian, for the folks at home, 
who don't know, where can they find you? What do you do? And how can you get help them get better at the game of CEDH? <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Ian. Uh, my other channel is youtube.com slash comedian MTG, where you can find the largest tournament CEDH channel over on YouTube uh, for all CEDH tournament specific content. Uh, I have one of uh, the, the most wins with diverse decks uh, two years running. So, you know, you make uh, that that like name as hard as it possibly can every t- yeah, single time. You I, I, I it's it, I don't want to, you know, there's there's other things that can be more easily debated. Right. Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty close to the most, you know, high performances of, of a couple of years in a row. But like specifically with different decks uh there's no one really even close uh so that one i can i can this staple is, to my chest this pretty is easily. the tiger woods of cedh everybody. oh my god of all people that compare me to tiger woods really okay excuse <laughs> me. you're the jack nicholson of uh Oh, Jesus Christ. Is that better? <laughs> anyway yeah you feel better I, about that one no <laughs> I'm, yeah, you can find me over youtube.com slash comedianmtg. I also do CEDH coaching as as my full-time thing. So if you're interested in that, feel free to reach out to me. Cal is so lovely and puts those in the descriptions of both my and videos and the videos here on the Mind Sculptors. So you can find me on email, comedianmtg. You can find me on Twitter at, at comedianmtg and comedian underscore mtg over on Discord, any of those places if you're interested in coaching. Um, I had a lot of people do pretty well with my coaching. Actually, one of my um, recipients just topped forward. Uh, last weekend so pretty nice. pretty cool stuff um i love what i do and uh i kind of know what i'm talking about so yeah. <laughs> if you're interested in that just come check it out it's pretty good um i can confirm that ian is pretty good at it um maybe maybe we should call you the arnold palmer of cedh how do you feel about arnold palmer uh, yeah, i don't know what i see has to do with anything he was a golfer he was a really good golfer I, I know that's I'm a joke. making you I'm making a comparison to, yeah but you made a joke and so I'm now just being yeah, I'm joking yeah, yeah, back yeah. and okay, so okay, you know okay, it's okay, that's okay, your okay. fault on that one so uh yeah and uh if you like this show and want to continue mm-hmm. to see more episodes like it please go ahead and go ahead and go down into the description below hit that subscribe button hit that like button and leave a comment about what you think about this episode and also if you want to support us please be sure to uh you can either do that tcg player link down there and order your cards using that link or you can uh support us directly on patreon which was greatly uh appreciated it helps me make this my full-time job ian gets to coach people for uh his full-time mm-hmm. job mine is running the show hosting the show and editing people's content and i'm glad that uh, i'm blessed enough to be able to do that so uh, if you want to help Absolutely. me continue to do that, uh, please head over to Patreon. So uh, <laughs> with that, Ian, uh, would you believe it if I told you that an Urabrask deck top 16 an event over the week? I would be which one? There's an Urabrask deck at the top deckers no, event that I the new the the new one, the, the flip new one. Yeah. No, 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 no. The one from uh Oh, Mark Storm, Storm one, okay. uh, made a top 16 at the, I don't know how it did past that, but it was undefeated in the Swiss. Um, so go I'm check around. out the top deckers results. If you want to see that deck list, he bodied both me and Rogsai in the Swiss. Uh, we, we played this guy in the Swiss and he just bodied us. Um, it was Whoa. nuts. Um, but with that being said, 
go check out the top deckers they're great people we love bailey we love nick they're awesome mm-hmm. and uh with that being said i'm uh callahan that's ian and i'm ian we'll see you next week bye